Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim is going to pause on verse 15 in Matthew chapter 6. Well, sort of. We've been on the topic of prayer for a few weeks now, and we're calling this week's message Matthew chapter 6 verse 15, but really, Pastor Jim is taking the opportunity to pause and address the question, why does prayer sometimes not seem to work? That's an interesting question. Does prayer not work sometimes? Or does the question reveal misunderstanding of what prayer is? Well, each day this week should prove both clarifying and reassuring. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, When Prayer Doesn't Seem to Work. Well, come with me. We're continuing in our studies in the Sermon on the Mount. We've just finished what is usually referred to as the Lord's Prayer, the sample prayer that Jesus gave to the disciples. And this morning, if you uh, look at the outline, you'll see that it says our reference is Matthew chapter 6, verse 15. And I want you to tell that that, I want to tell you that that reference in the outline is a ruse. uh, Because when this recording is uploaded to the internet, I want it to appear on our website and in sermon audio in the midst of our study in the Sermon on the Mount. So it'll think that we talked about Matthew chapter 6, verse 15. So I just chose that reference to make it get placed in the right way because what I want to do today is like the conclusion of the previous two sermons that we didn't have time for. I've been doing extra reading about prayer during the weeks that we studied the so-called Lord's Prayer. I even got a couple of bonus weeks to ruminate on the subject of prayer, thanks to COVID-19. And I want to take a little bit of time to encourage you with some added perspective on prayer. We've learned that prayer is a a great privilege. I mean, the, the God of the universe, Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth, will listen to me, his adopted child? What a privilege that is. We can call him Father because we are now reconciled to him and clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. Prayer certainly is a a privilege. Uh, Consider this, for example, Psalm 34, verse 17. The righteous cry and... Yahweh hears, the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. Or the New Testament, you're familiar with 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. God caring for you and loving to hear you speak to Him. Now, you know that's true. You're a believer, I trust you understand, you can cry out to to God at any time and, and 
He knows that you need, uh, he knows what you need before you even ask. You, you know that he cares for you. But if you've been a Christian more than maybe since yesterday afternoon, you also know the experience of what we usually refer to as unanswered prayer. One of the ones that I read in my little excursions recently put it this way. And yet, what do we often experience in the Christian life? Unanswered prayer. We ask and do not receive. We seek and do not find. We knock and the door is not opened. At times, heaven's doors seem barred to God's children. Every believer has experienced God saying no to his or her most sincere requests. But you know, it's not just, it's not just our problem. It's not just even our era. It happened to Abraham. Remember how he poured out his heart to God and even bargained for the, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to be spared, yet they were destroyed. It happened to King David when his son died. It happened to him again when he wasn't allowed to build the temple. Or to the Apostle Paul when the, the thorn in his flesh wasn't removed. In a sense, you could say it, it even happened to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, let this cup pass from me. But immediately he said, let, but not my will, but yours be done. But he, he knew the Psalms often mention unanswered prayer. Psalm 22, verse 2, Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I have no rest. Psalm 42, verse 3, My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? In other words, people seeing that this guy's prayers aren't being answered. And that was yet another wound. Or Psalm 88, 1 and 2, O Lord, the God of my salvation, I have cried out by day and in the night before you, let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. And the, the implication is it doesn't feel like you're listening. Please, hear me. So today I want to pause, if you will, from our forward progress in the Sermon on the Mount. And I want to encourage you on the theme, when prayer doesn't seem to work. Sometimes it's easy to think that. And we're going to see four categories of thought. They aren't a particularly a logical order or any such thing. But the first one is, when prayer doesn't seem to work, when, when God says no. Now consider with me a, a familiar Bible scene. You that have uh, been to Israel, you that maybe were there with me a couple of years ago, you know where Bethany is, right around the backside of the Mount of Olives from Jerusalem. You've maybe even uh, stood there. And that was where Mary, her sister Martha, and their brother Lazarus lived. Very special friends of Jesus. Well, consider the scene there in Bethany, and Lazarus is lying on his deathbed. Jesus isn't around. He's a couple of days' journey 
away. His sisters, Mary and Martha, also very special friends of Jesus, they send word to Jesus. John chapter 11, verse 3. So the sisters sent word to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Skip down a couple of verses to verse 5. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So, when he heard that he was sick, he then stayed two days longer in the place where he was. And notice, so he stayed there. He loved them so he didn't come when, he asked, when they asked him to come. Mary's going to say the same thing later to Jesus about their, their mutual love and the sisters are going, to, are going to cry out, if only you had been here, our brother would have lived. They knew that Jesus could heal their brother. They even knew that he didn't have to come to heal him. He could have healed him from far away. He did that several times. They were crushed that he delayed. Jesus finally shows up. By that time, Lazarus is in the tomb. He'd been dead for four days. And you know what happened then. What Mary and Martha and Lazarus, though, did not know was what Jesus told the disciples when the message came about Lazarus's impending death. I skipped past verse 4, but look at it. But when Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Now, even though Jesus said that then, the messengers probably sent that message back to the sisters. Those words didn't help, not, how, not the way they felt. Imagine the agony that, that they experienced. Now, understand, it wasn't an evil thing that they wanted Lazarus to be healed immediately. It wasn't an evil thing that they wanted their precious Lord to come, but He didn't come. For four days, they cried, they mourned, they threw themselves into the funeral preparations. And for those four days, text doesn't say it, but I'm sure they were wrestling with the issue of does he really love us? I mean, is our relationship what, what we thought it was? Now, don't look down your noses at them. You've, you've had the questions. Lord, why didn't you answer my prayer? Why are you not easing this pain? Why are you not taking away my sorrow? Haven't you seen my tears? I've asked with hope. I'm asking in faith, Lord. I know you have the power to take care of this thing. I know you love me. So why have you not moved in this situation to grant some relief? And maybe in your worst moment, you're thinking, does prayer actually work? Look, when, when you go through something hard... 
The pain is real. It's part of living in a fallen world. Go read Romans chapter 8. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.